Welcome to Epiphany Fellowships Podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Mason, lead pastor and founder of Epiphany Fellowship in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Our desire is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in every week to check out new messages. God bless you and take care. Blessings and glory and honor and power forever and ever. Forever and ever. Good afternoon, Epiphany Fellowship. Y'all all all right today? How y'all doing today? Y'all doing good? Is anybody glad to be here today? Are you are you glad? Um I am truly glad and an honor to stand behind this sacred desk where many, many, many giants and heroes of mine have stood and proclaimed the excellencies of Jesus Christ our Lord. So I am privileged and I want to say thank you to, I did in the first two gatherings, so I'll do it in these two. I want to thank the elders of Epiphany Fellowship. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. They are worthy of double honor. Thank them for uh, giving to me um, their wisdom and taking their time. Uh, Pastor Kurt didn't say at this gathering, but uh, I got here in junior high school, junior high, and I've been here ever since. (laughs) But that was God's grace, um, both in their lives and mine, that I'm still standing here. Uh, And now I get to proclaim the goodness of Jesus Christ. So... I got in trouble for this earlier in second gathering, so I'm gonna go ahead and do it again. Uh, and acknowledge my family, my mother and father, who have also been great disciples in my life. Thank you both. Uh, and then I have to acknowledge my beautiful fiance. Thank you for supporting me. And planning to go on this journey with, uh, with me in life. Um, all right, I'm done giving my thanks. So if you would stand with me and grab your copies of God's Word and meet me in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're going to spend our time in verse 8 through 20, 8 through 20. I'll read in your hearing. Y'all getting a break on this, in this series, so... When, when the time comes, y'all got to read again. Y'all, y'all better be prepared. Uh, but the word of God says this. In the same region, shepherds were standing out in the field, keeping watch at night over their flock. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you, Good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there were a multitude of heavenly hosts standing with the angels praising and saying, 
Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to the people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph standing, uh, or Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. If I could tag this text in our series of Hope is on the Way, I like to tag it this. Hope is on the way. <laughs> Part two. Let's pray. Father, thank you so very much for your loving kindness, your care, and grace towards us. Thank you that you are a God who doesn't cease to amaze. You're a God who cares about us. You're a God who upholds all things. And so we are standing here saying, Father, hide me behind the cross so that they see nobody but you high and lifted up. Because we know that if you be lifted up, the word says you'll draw all men unto yourself. And so we want to see men saved and changed by the renewing power of Jesus Christ. Father, give me clarity of speech, conviction of heart to tell the truth because we know the truth sets us free. And so we want to be free people today. Get glory out of all of this. We bless your name and we thank you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name and every glad heart said, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Let me ask this question. Have you ever uh, heard something and felt skeptical about it? Okay. I got some people with a head nod. It's my chill service, I can tell. Well, if that didn't get you. How, how many times have you been watching a show or a movie? And for those of us who don't have the movie channel, you know that there's something that comes along with these shows or movies, and it's called commercials. <laughs> now, it's one thing to get the commercial of, you know, the Pepsi and everybody's celebrating and they're all happy about the holidays and all that, you know, get us joyous and things like that. And even, it makes you even want a, a Coke at that time, right? I mean, I'm getting thirsty just watching it. But there's something else that happens in between the show or the movie, and it's the forbidden infomercials. Yeah, I can tell y'all don't like those either. You know, the, the ones where there's a representative standing there screaming or telling you how great the product is, and for $19.95 plus shipping and handling, this could be yours. And then they say, if you buy it right now, we'll send another one in the mail for, for free. And you can't help but to sit there and say, does that really work? One, one of the ones that, that always gets me is uh, the one ShamWow. 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 ShamWow is this towel 
that supposedly is able to soak up every ocean ever on earth. <laughs> but the kicker is, it doesn't drip when you hold it up either. So it's just in the towel. I'm like, how? I'm sitting there like, mind blown, y'all some liars. <laughs> right? But, but I, I, I'm sitting there in disbelief because I, I, even though you said that these are true things and you're a representative and, and you're giving me all these, uh, uh, these things that I can hold fast to, I still have somewhat of disbelief. And so we come to a text in Luke chapter 1 where this there is a representative who is sent, but it's not from anything on earth. No, this representative is sent from heaven. He, he, he comes to tell us some good news. He, he comes as the angel Gabriel who visits two different people on two different occasions. One, he comes to visit Zechariah and tells Zechariah, hey, Zach, listen, bro, um, I got some news for you. You and your wife at your old age will bear a child. Then six months later, he comes to Mary and says, Mary, you found favor with God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to bear a child. Now, there is a response that both of these people give. What is it? Disbelief. Zachariah says, well, how can this be? Me and my wife, we old, and things don't work the way they used to. <laughs> and then, then Zachariah says, hey, I mean, then Mary says, uh, um, you know, me and Joseph, we, we hanging on in there. We, we, we engaged. But, you know, we, he ain't getting none of this. <laughs> How can this be? And, and what happens is, though they have this, this doubt and, and uncertainty, they still are going to hold fast to the word that not the angel brought, but God gave. Though they are confused and uncertain, they decide to trust the word of the Lord. Now, after trusting that, Mary then goes on and is now ready to give birth to the Messiah. And around this area in which the, the birth happens is where we find ourselves today. Look at verse 8 with me. In, in the same region, shepherds were standing out in the field, keeping watch at night over their flock. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for what? Look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. This is, this is powerful and it's really rich. And so I want to explain this to you in case you didn't get it. But this also brings me to my first point. If we're going to understand this hope that is coming, we have to first understand that hope comes for ordinary people. Yeah, hope comes 
for ordinary people. Verse 8 again, in the same region, shepherds were standing out in the field, keeping watch over their flock. And the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of God shone around them. First thing we have to understand is these shepherds aren't some exalted uh, figures in their day. These, these aren't uh, 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 people of, of that got loot. These aren't emperors or kings or rulers. No, these are ordinary people. We look for a second at the job of a shepherd. Shepherds were working people. They would care for young lamb. They, they would lead them. They even sat through cold, dark nights in the field to guard and protect their flock. Yeah. Th- these, these were people who were dedicated to the sheep. Th- these, these also were people who weren't shy of responsibility. We can go through the Rolodex of Scripture and see men like David and men like Moses who are out in the field doing their job and get called by God to not stay with the animal sheep, but to lead God's people sheep the way he wanted them to. Notice that these shepherds are tending to their sheep. Notice in the verse that they're not sleeping on the job, but they're actually aware of what's going on. And yet, they get approached. And the Bible says they're terrified. Now, Y'all quiet on me, so I need your help. Imagine with me. Let's, let's take a journey. Let's imagine we all had to go to work tonight. Work our, our shift 11 to 7. And, you know, we upset about it, but we're going to do our job. And, and we're doing that, and whatever the case, whatever the job is, we're doing that, and, and an angel appears to you. Now, I don't don't know about you, but, like, you ain't just going to say no angel popped up and, you know, I'm I'm writing, oh, hi, angel. No, 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 no. Your boy going to be tripping a little bit. Okay, that that didn't get you. So, now, now, one of the things I see on Facebook, and some of y'all, y'all know, y'all Facebook lovers, always posting something, but I... Scroll through Facebook, and there's videos that I see. And these people are trying to find a gracious word to say uh, reckless. Reckless people. Y'all ever see them? The ones who at the top of a building are hanging off of it. Now, when I was writing this, my hands begin to sweat. And every time I watch these videos, my hands sweat. Because I'm like, you know, I'm nervous for the person who's on the side of the building, and I'm also nervous for the person who's holding the person on the side of the building, because my hands would have been like, you know, moist, and they just were like, ah, 
ah! right? Now, that's scary for me, and I'm just watching it. So just imagine me up there with them. I'm just, no. But that's not it. They not only like holding and dangling off of there, but they be like jumping from building to building. You know, just up there, you know, Spider-Man type stuff, right? Now, now that's, that's, that's a fearful thing. Now, now imagine how these shepherds feel. Imagine the shock and the surprise they may feel having this angel appear to them. What's interesting is how other translations say it. One, One translation says it this way. They were filled with great fear. Now, now don't skip over this part. That the glory of the Lord shone around them. They, They see the angel there, but they can't help but acknowledge that they're in the presence of God. R.C. Sproul's, the late great R.C. Sproul said it this way, As fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, so the denial of God is the height of foolishness. Here's your freebie because I know, you know, my kind, we love them. Your freebie is this, it's okay to have a healthy fear of God. It's okay to stand before him and feel like you're low because he's God. It's okay to acknowledge this idea that I am a low, lonely person and there is a big God who's overshadowing me and I can't help but to respect that. interesting to also see that this isn't the only way or this isn't the only time that we see something like this no in chapter one both Zechariah and Mary both see this approach what do they see you ask I'm glad you asked y'all asked all the right questions they see the angel approach we see the fear of the people who are getting approached Then there's a call to not be afraid, which is followed by a sign. You you, got to understand how these shepherds might have felt. They might have been shaking in their boots with fear, but the angel encourages them to not fear and then gives them something that they can hold on to. Now, who would have thought that these ordinary shepherds would be called to be some of the first ones to behold this hope? What I find interesting is the next part, which brings me to my second point. Hope not only comes for ordinary people. We love that. That's great. You know, us people who feel like we just live in life. But hope, narrow it down, came for you. 
Hope came for you. Verse 11. Today in the city of David, a what? Savior was born. For who? For you. Who is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, now this is rich stuff. Because I don't want you to skip over this. Notice how the angels announce this hope. If I could take you to the text one more time, because that's where we love to stay. First, the angel calls him Savior. The one who rescues. The one who saves and delivers. Then the angel calls him Christ. Or the Hebrew word Messiah, which means his or stands for his office as the anointed one. But then the angel doesn't stop with Savior and Messiah. The angel then says or calls him Lord, ruler, the one who owns and controls all things. Y'all know how we used to say it in children's church for those who grew up in church? He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me in his hands. Y'all, y'all didn't seem to get that excited. And some of y'all might not have been at vacation Bible school or children's church. And that's fine. So let me bring it to our present day. There, there is a movie that I love uh, to watch and it's the pursuit of happiness. Now, in the pursuit of happiness, there is uh, the young um, actor uh, Jaden Smith, and he and his father are walking down the street, and uh, Jaden decides to tell his dad a joke, and it goes like this. He says, "One day there was a man who was drowning. A boat came by and asked him, mm, "Sir." Do you need any help? The man replies, no, thank you. God will save me. That boat was like, hey, it's up to him. All right, bye. The second boat comes and, and says, hey, sir, sir, hello, down there. As he's, you know, now he's a little bit deeper and he's he got water in his mouth. And they say, hey, sir, do you need any help? And he responds, you know what? No, thank you. God will save me. The boat was like, all right, you know, everybody on the boat was like, listen, he don't need no help, let's go. <laughs> that boat pulls off, and later in this story, the story, the, the man dies. He drowns and dies. Now, the good thing is, he knew Jesus. He accepted him as Lord and Savior. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You know, he made it up to heaven, right? And, and he, you know, he get there, you know. You know how we all say, we got, you know, I'm going to ask God when I get there. I'm going to ask him, Lord, like, why did you do that that way? And so he gets up there and asks, asks him, he says, you know what, Lord, why, why didn't you save me? And Lord says, well, I sent you two big boats. And I said to that screen, well, thank you very much because that will help me preach. Notice, notice, notice that here the angels have clearly stated to the shepherd that the good news is coming. Not just with one role, but three distinct roles all wrapped in one. Savior, Messiah, Lord. This is the text. This is the text. 
You got to know. I have to know. We have to know. Here's another freebie for you. One, don't forget that we needed to be saved. That's why they called him Savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good right there, dog. But not only that, two, know that in needing to be saved, there has to be one who is set apart. Y'all, 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 y'all walking with me a little bit, sir. I like this. Listen, uh, Charles H. Spurgeon says this. He says, God is so boundlessly pleased with Jesus that in him, he is altogether well pleased with us. This is why God has to choose him. And that's why they call him Messiah. He's, he's one of a kind. He's not like anybody else. He doesn't stop there with Savior and Messiah. But lastly, he, the angel goes on and says that he is Lord. Amen. You, you got to know, this is still a part of our take home, that, that we needed somebody who would know all things, who would be over all things, but doesn't stop there, who would orchestrate all things. I, 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 I need you to know that we needed somebody who would save, satisfy, and secure. I, 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 let me come to your door just for a second. You needed somebody to... Cr- Save your crazy self, that your lost self, your, 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 your dirty self. You, I needed somebody to come rescue me. But, but, but not only that, not only that, I needed somebody who would satisfy me. I need somebody to save me, but I need somebody who can stand in the gap and please the wrath of God. Here it is. I'm at your front door again. You not only need a savior, but you need somebody who's going to satisfy the wrath that's coming to your door. And that's why they called him the Messiah, the appointed one. But don't get happy right there because guess what? In your life, you're going to have to learn that you got to have somebody who's over all things, who can secure you, who can wrap you in his arms. That's why they called him Lord. Yep, 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 yep. That's it. Savior, Messiah, Lord. Savior, Messiah, Lord. Savior, Messiah, Lord. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he. Let, let, let's, let, I gotta, I gotta finish because my time is almost up. I gotta go. I gotta go. Here it is. Here it is. We see that we need both, all three, a Savior, a Messiah, and the Lord. We see that. It's clear in the text. It's right there. Now, now, now the shepherds missed it a little bit. They, 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 didn't, they didn't see that just yet. But, but, but watch this. You, you, we not only, he, he not, or hope not only came or comes to ordinary people. Hope not only came for you. But hope leaves a lasting impression. My last point, I'm out of your way. I promise, three points, that's all I had. Hope comes to ordinary people. Hope came for you. And then hope leaves a lasting impression. Y'all want to see it in the text? I'm glad to prove it to you. Verse 17 says this. After seeing them, they respond 
they responded to the message that they were told about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary, yes, sir, was treasuring up all these things in her heart, meditating on them. And then watch this. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. What do you see in this text? You see in these last few, these last few scriptures, responses. Yeah. You, you, see, you see responses. Now, one thing we want to do is we want to zoom in on each of the responses. Let, let's, let's go to Mary. It says, but Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart. Later on in chapter 2, we will witness the same response from Mary. How do I know? Because we see this righteous man, Simeon, who takes up the child Jesus in his arms and proclaims that he has now seen the Messiah. That wasn't good enough for you. I got another one. Mary would then on two other occasions would have her proud mother moment. Now, every mother in here, you know, they're going to have their moment. That's my baby. Thank the Lord. But watch this. Mary has her moment because she knows that what the angels had said to her was now coming to pass. Yeah, that's Mary's response. She treasured everything that was happening. But let's look at the shepherd's response. These are the same ordinary shepherds in verse 8 who the angels come to to give the good news. Now, what you got to look at is from verse 8 to 12, all the shepherds have heard, or all the things that the shepherds have heard has just been by word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By verse 16, the word has now become flesh. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep, yep. So, so, so not only did they begin to trust the word and it led them to what was about to happen, but now they get to witness that the word is now here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up. I'm finishing up. The things that they were told had now become true. Landing this plane. One of my favorite shows is Fixer Upper. See, I got some. Yeah, some of y'all was like, you, that's a great show. Yo, bro, remember when they did that house with that drawing and they put it over there? Now, some of y'all are on the other end who is just like, that's not a good show. It's not a manly show. You know what? That's fine that you think that. If you want to talk about this, email me at pastorkurt at epiphanyfellowship.org. We can talk about it all day long, I promise you. But on this show, there, there, there's a couple... Uh, named Chip and Joanna Gaines, who, you know, they, they come in and they're professionals and they start to just do, they do great rehab. I just be like, how did you do that? You know, they go in there and be like, excuse me, couple, you know, we're going to take this wall, knock it out, and move it all the way over here. I'll be like, but that wall was fine right there. You didn't have to move that. But not only that, but, you know, there's sometimes during the show, like, it's always in the middle, that good placement. But it's always in the middle where they be like, oh, Chip be like, Joanna, you know, it's a pipe from the ceiling 
to the floor and we have to get it out of here or we cannot move that wall. <laughs> and Joe be like, okay. She go to her phone and be like, doot, 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 doot. hello? Hi, hi. Um, we found out that you have to, uh, we have to get this pole out of here. It's going to be another uh, $25,000. You know? And, and people on the phone and be like, mm. all right, go ahead and do it. It's all right. It's all right. Well, that wall would be staying there if that was the case. But, but what happens? They hang up the phone and... and what they're doing is they're putting their faith in the fact that they will get the job done. <laughs> some, some people got it. Some people got it. They, 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 they trust them to do everything that they say they're going to do. Well, later on in the show, I got to get through this, y'all. Y'all got y'all to gotta be patient with me. So later on in the show, the family's standing there, and they're standing in front of this giant board that has the picture of the old house on it. And Chip and Joanna on each side, and sometimes they make the joke, be like, oh, isn't it nice, this old house? And they'd be like, if you, just, if you roll this back and this look like that, I'm gonna have a problem. <laughs> but then Chip and Joanna roll this board back. And the things that they had been told were gonna get done, they now put their eyes on. Let, 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 let me land this plane. Just like the shepherds and Mary, we too can trust his word. We can stand tall come hell or high water, knowing that the God who promised it will be faithful to complete it until the end of time. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No matter what it feels like in your life, no matter what it looks like in your life, you better stand tall and say, no matter what comes my way, I know everything will be all right. I know no, no matter what the case may be, I can trust his word. You, 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 you got to know, just like Isaiah 26 says, that he'll keep you in perfect peace. If your mind is stayed on him, I'm glad and I'm here to tell you something, that you got to do some work. Here it is. You want peace? Just keep your mind stayed on him. He'll promise to keep you. <laughs> He'll promise to keep you because he's one who keeps his word. Now, I'm really done because I ain't got no more stuff left. You ready? Here it is. There was a woman by the name of Franny Crosby who was a hymn writer. She, at the young age of six weeks old, would become sick. And the doctors would say to her, um, her parents, listen, we have, to, we have to use this product to help loosen up some congestion both in her chest and her head. During this process and this treatment, the product would then drip down her face and get in her eyes. 
causing her to become blind. Now, her never being able to see again pens these words. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave his only son who yielded his life an atonement of sin and opened up life gates that all may come in. She would then in that same song continue on, never being able to see and behold the wondrous things that he has created on earth. But she still would say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Then he sa she says this, oh, come. Come to the Father and Jesus the Son and give him, give him, give him the glory. Great things, great things, great things he has done. I don't know where you are, but you got to know that God sent Jesus to not only save you, but to satisfy the wrath that was coming your way. And then not only that, but now that you accept him, you are secure. Because he got the whole world in his hand. I don't know where you are today. I don't know if you don't seem, or you can't seem to, Trust anything. Here's some more words for you that you can trust. That when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will lift me up. This is a hope you can trust. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to today's message. I hope that it was a blessing to you and it was aiding in your life to help you to show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. If this message has been a blessing to you, we want you to consider partnering with us in ministry so that we can maximize what God has called us to do locally, nationally, and internationally. You can go to epiphanyfellowship.org, go under give and consider donating. Thank you. Take care. See you next week.